Good morning. We welcome you to the second Sunday of Advent as we are preparing for the coming of Jesus. It's, it's great to be together at, uh, in this time of worship. A few announcements we'll make as we prepare for worship. First off, uh, we'd like to find out who is in worship today. And the way that we do that is very simple. Uh, there are pew pads on the inside aisle of every pew. Uh, we invite members and guests to find this pew pad. Uh, write your name down. Give us contact information if you choose. Send it down so everybody has a chance to fill it out on your pew. Once it reaches that last person and you are done, uh, if you could send it back to where it began this morning, uh, we do ask that first person, when it comes back to you, uh, please tear out the pages that were used today and our ushers will collect those at the end of the service. Thank you so much for your help with that. Since it is Advent... Uh, Many special events happening in the life of our church. Uh, These are listed there uh, under Opportunities for the Week there on your bulletin. Draw your attention to a couple of them. Uh, This Tuesday at 5.30 is our caregivers uh, program and dinner. Uh, There are some spots available. Uh, If you're interested in coming to that, let Miss Krista know there is no cost. uh, And we, we look forward to a great night together with that. Also... Uh, next Sunday at 3, is that correct? Next Sunday at 3, uh, we're having a service called Christmas Without Them. Uh, it's a, a service remembering those who, who have, uh, you've lost loved ones. We want you to come and be a part of this service. Uh, anyone is welcome uh, to be a part of this time. Uh, we, do, uh, we do need to make some preparations. If you're coming, uh, please let Krista know this week. That would be very, very helpful couple others tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, make note of that time, 6 p.m. in Smith Hall. Our children will be presenting Play in a Manger. Uh, our, our children's ministry always does an incredible job of preparing us for, for Advent and the coming of, uh, of Christ, and we're, we have so much fun in store tonight, and we want you to come at 6 o'clock in Smith Hall to be a part of that special event. Speaking of our kids, next uh, Sunday morning is Children's Sunday. Uh, One of the the traditions that we've had for several years now is our children take control of one of our services during Advent. It's a special time together. So next Sunday morning at 11 o'clock here in the sanctuary, our kids will be in charge. And there will be no 9 o'clock service. So make note of that. No 9 o'clock just 11 o'clock here in the sanctuary. It's a, that's a very sweet, sweet service, and we want you to come and be a part of that. Any other announcements? No Bible study in the morning. Organized Bible study. You can do Bible study at home, but no organized Bible study here. Okay, in the morning. Okay. We want to say a special welcome to our guests this morning. You've already given us your information on the pew pad. We're very thankful for that. Uh, If you are a guest, we have ushers that are coming down the aisles now. Uh, Would you please, if you're a guest, just raise your hand uh, right where you are, and the ushers will recognize you. Uh, They will give you a packet of information. Uh, Inside this packet, you'll find a letter from our pastor welcoming you to our church. Also, you'll find a little bit of the story of College Park and a little bit of the the, newsletter that tells you what's going on in the life of our congregation. So thank you so much for being a part of worship this day. It is the second Sunday of Advent, and to prepare us, we invite the Nicholson family to come now for our Advent reading of the morning. Good morning. This first verse is from Isaiah 11:1-6. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, and his roots will branch and bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of power, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb, 
the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion, and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The New Testament reading is from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. By abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new man out of two, thus making peace and in this one body to the to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and he preached peace to you who were far away and peace to, who, to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. And today we light the candle of peace. Will you pray with me? Father, in this beautiful sanctuary we come to know the beauty of your creation. And the incredible story of the coming of the Christ child. What a beautiful story that only you can make happen. Father, as we come to worship you through music, through prayer, may you be in this place. Just as you were with the shepherds. Mary, with Joseph, leading up to the birth of Jesus. And in your presence, all of this makes sense. We give you our very lives and invite you in this place, we pray in Jesus' name.
Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be in this beautiful place this morning. I ask that you accept our offering of music to your glory. We thank you for this beautiful season. Prepare our hearts for that. Lord, bring peace to our hearts and peace to our world. Now accept these offerings and use them to further your kingdom. In thy name I pray. Amen.
The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was
noise and the bustle began earlier than usual in the village. As night gave way to dawn, people were already on the streets. Vendors were positioning themselves on the corners of the most heavily traveled avenues. Store owners were unlocking the doors to their shops. Children were awakened by the excited barking of the street dogs and the complaints of donkeys pulling carts. One's imagination is kindled, thinking about the conversation of the innkeeper and his family at the breakfast table. Did anyone mention the arrival of the young couple the night before? Did anyone ask about their welfare? Did anyone comment on the pregnancy of the girl on the donkey? Who had time to talk about them when there was so much excitement in the air? Augustus did the economy of Bethlehem a favor when he decreed that a census should be taken. Who could remember when such commerce had hit the village? No, it was doubtful that anyone mentioned the couple's arrival or wondered about the condition of the girl. They were too busy. The day was upon them. The day's bread had to be made. The morning's chores had to be done. There was too much to do to imagine the impossible had occurred. God had entered the world as a baby.
pictured for the birth of my son. No one but the stars to hear Mary's cries of pain. When you sent the angel to tell me of the child to be born, I envisioned Jerusalem, the temple, the priests and the people gathered to watch. A parade, perhaps, or a pageant. I mean, this is the Messiah. Any minute now, Mary will give birth not to an infant, but to God. That's what the angel said. And that's what Mary believes. And God, it's what I want to believe. But you have to understand that it's not easy. I mean, it seems so bizarre. I guess it's foolish of me to question you, Lord. Forgive my struggling. Trust just doesn't come easy for me. But then, you never said it would be easy, did you? will follow you later. Enjoy the safety of my arms for now, for there's soon coming a day when I won't be able to protect you anymore. And oh, precious hands, rest well, for though you belong to a king, you will touch no satin and own no gold. 
You will hold no pen and you will guide no brush. No, these little hands are made for something so much more precious. You will touch a leper's wound and you will wipe away a widow's weary tears. And little eyes, soon the blurriness will clear and you'll see what a mess we've made of your little world. And mouth that will speak into eternity your tiny tongue that will summon the dead and will silence our foolishness. Oh, and these tiny feet that I can hold in the palm of my hands. Rest well, for you have a long journey ahead of you. Can you feel the cold seawater you'll walk upon? Do you wince at the pain from the nails you'll have to bear? Are you afraid of your descent into Satan's domain? Oh, sleep, my tiny feet. Rest now so tomorrow you can walk in power. For millions will follow in your footsteps. She held 
There is one word that describes the night he came. Ordinary. An ordinary night with an ordinary sky. An occasional gust stirred the leaves and chilled the air. The stars were diamonds sparkling on black velvet. Fleets of clouds floated in front of the moon. The sheep were ordinary. Some fat, some scrawny, some with barrel bellies, some with twig legs, common animals. No fleece made of gold, no history makers, no blue ribbon winners. They were simply sheep, lumpy, sleeping silhouettes on a hillside. And the shepherds, peasants they were, probably wearing all the clothes they own, smelling like sheep, and looking just as woolly. They were nameless and simple. An ordinary night with an ordinary sheep and ordinary shepherds. But God dances amidst the common. That night he did a waltz. The black sky exploded with brightness. Trees that had been shadows jumped into clarity. Sheep that had been silent became a chorus of curiosity. One minute the shepherds were dead asleep. The next they were rubbing their eyes and staring into the face of an ape. Night was ordinary no more.
Blessed are the meek, Jesus explained. Blessed are the available. Blessed are the conduits, the tunnels, the tools. That's why the announcement went first to the shepherds. They didn't ask God if he was sure he knew what he was doing. Had the angel gone to theologians, they would have first consulted their commentaries. Had he gone to the elite, they would look around to see if anyone was watching. Had he gone to the successful, they would have first looked at their calendars. So he went to the shepherds, men who didn't have a reputation to protect or an axe to grind or a ladder to climb, men who didn't know enough to tell God that angels don't sing to sheep and that messiahs aren't found wrapped in rags and sleeping in a feeding trough. So, while the theologians were sleeping and the elite were dreaming and the successful were snoring, the meek were kneeling. They were kneeling before the one and only the meek will see. They were kneeling in front of Jesus.
Now in Jerusalem there was a man named Simeon. He was upright and a devout man. Let's imagine a white-headed, wizened fellow working his way down the streets of Jerusalem. People in the market call his name, and he weighs, but he doesn't stop. Neighbors greet him, and he returns the greeting, but doesn't pause. Friends chat on the corner, and he smiles, but doesn't stop. He has a place to be, and he has no time to lose. Simeon's one incredible moment occurs eight days after the birth of Jesus. Joseph and Mary have brought their son to the temple. It's the day of sacrifice, the day of circumcision, the day of dedication. But for Simeon, it would be a day of celebration. He was a man on tiptoe, wide-eyed, and watching for the one who would come to save Israel. He was waiting with anticipation, calmly expecting, eyes open and arms extended, searching the crowd for the right face, and hoping the face appears today. In the end, the prayer of Simeon was answered. Simeon took the baby in his arms and thanked God. Now, Lord, you can let me, your servant, die in peace. And you said, one look into the face of Jesus, and Simeon knew the hope of his life had been fulfilled. One look into the face of our Savior, and we will know the same. Waiting, longing, groping for the day. I look up upon Messiah's face, knowing in my spirit that before. My life was done. I behold the promise, Emmanuel, God's Son. At last I see him with my eyes. I touch him with
give a gift to Christ, what would it be? How could you possibly select a gift for the one who not only has everything, but who made everything, in addition to the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh? The wise men gave the Savior some gifts that we can give him today. They gave Jesus their hope. When everyone else saw a night sky, this small band of men saw the light. The sight of the stars sparked a desire in their hearts <clears throat> that sent them packing. <clears throat> they went seeking Jesus. The wise men also gave their time. It's likely that these men traveled as long as two years before locating the Prince of Heaven that one incredible moment when they knelt before Jesus, the wise men spent many moments, months, perhaps years, searching in anticipation of the Oh. 
When the wise men did find the Christ child, they fell down and gave him the gift of worship. In worship, we simply stand before God with a prepared and willing heart and let God do his work. And he does. He wipes away the tears. He mops away the perspiration. He softens our furrowed brows. He touches our cheeks. He changes our faces as we worship. The wise men sought and found the child of God. They gave him the gifts of hope, time, and worship. Three gifts the wise still give. separate us from the love Christ has for us. God answered our question before we asked him. So we'd see his answer. He lit the sky with a star. So we'd hear it. He filled the night with a choir. And so we'd believe it. He did what no man had ever dreamed. He became flesh and dwelt among us placed his hands on the shoulder of humanity and said, you are something special.
Would you stand with me for our benediction? Hundreds of hours of personal and corporate time went into the preparation this morning. I know that you'll want to stay a few moments and express your appreciation uh, for those who've led us in worship here on the platform, here on the front row, on the instruments. Uh, just, a, just a true blessing. Would you pray with me? Gracious Father, thank you for this time together. To hear the good news of the coming of your Son proclaimed in such a majestic way. Father, we thank you for those who have spent hours and hours and hours using the talents that you've given them. Uh, a variety of talents all pointed toward expressing praise and glory and honor to you. Father, we thank you for this season that reminds us how much you love us and how we should return that love to you and to others. For it's in your precious son's name that we pray. Amen. Blessings.